You know, you're over there saying your name is Zach. I, I know what's really going on here. Oh, you found me out. Your name is Drew. Drew. You were born in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. You were in that movie Geppetto. And you hosted Whose Line Is It Anyway? And now you're on The Price Is Right. I'm on to your game, buddy. So, aside from being one of the worst promos I think I've seen, um, <laughs> it did have a good ending where like Nakamura need the shit out of him. Yeah. So is that the? Do you want to lie down while I need the fuck out of you, or are we gonna do this the hard way? Oh! 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 God! So, for the record, what? I do not look like Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew Carey does not have a beard. <laughs> also, he also he just lost a lot of weight. So, good job, Drew. Yeah, good, good on you, buddy. Good on you, Drew. Welcome to Fight, Fight Forever. Forever. It's a podcast about wrestling. No, I, I hope am, so. I am definitely not Drew Carey. <laughs> you little turd. And I'm not Seth Rogen. You People know, say I sound like him. I've okay. gotten that a lot. You know, I've gotten you, a lot of okay. feedback. All right, so I'm gonna pull back the curtain here. All right, guys, one of our one of our sales reps at work literally gets stopped all the time because people think he's Seth Rogen. <laughs> like I swear to God, like he he works festivals and stuff, and he always catches people like trying to take like phone shots of him and stuff. He's like, dude, I'm not Seth Rogen. He's a schlubby. I mean, he's just kind of a schlubby people white like, dude with can, like. Can Can you introduce me to James Franco? And he's like. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I wish I wish I could, buddy. I wish uh, I knew hey, him. They're like, what? Hey, what? Hey. Hey, Seth. What? Do you have any weed on you? Yeah, that's with. Yes, but what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> okay, so I've got a coworker that uh, is terrible with names, but he doesn't. It's that he also just doesn't fuck with bothering to learn anyone's okay, name. He just doesn't care. So every white guy ever is named Brad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So just come, he'll be like, hey, Brad, you know, and then, <laughs> or like, and for some, he's fine with talking to strangers. He'll just sit down yeah. and just be like, hey, what's going on, John? And like, just call the guy. He'll, he'll be like, okay. So we were at a bar the other day and this, this bar back was like walking by and he just yells at him. Hey, Steve, I, I need another beer. The guy's like, just calls out to one of the bartenders like, Steve, pour him a beer. <laughs> like somebody was actually named Steve. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> I mean that works. Listen, if you get ten white guys in a room, chances are in sixty forty one of us is gonna be called Steve. Steve, Brad, John, Chad, Mark, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, it's it's true. Chris, Michael, Tyler. <laughs> he kept calling people Michael too. He'd be like, Hey Mike. Oh, so is that where Dolph Ziggler got it this week? Yeah, oh. probably. Oh, <laughs> Douglas. Craig. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> oh. All right, so let's let, let's get down to brass tax here. Let's get down to tax brass. Wait, so no, that's not how we that... we talk a bunch of fake fights. Sometimes uh they're fake fights that make no bones about being fake fights, and sometimes they're not. But today we're mostly gonna talk pro wrestling. 
Yeah, I mean that's it's it's yep. what we do. It's in the title. This shouldn't be news. Yep. Um, I hope you've been paying attention. I hope you've been taking notes because you will be asked this on your final I mean, exam. Yes, some of you have just been putting this on and falling asleep. I, you know who you are. Look to your left. Look, Look to, to your right. By the end of this podcast, one of these three people will not be listening to this podcast. Not Please like- <laughs> stop them. Please stop them and hold them down and tell them to like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. Share us on YouTube. We're not on YouTube. Share us on SoundCloud and Twitter and Facebook at Fight Forever Pod. <laughs> then look to your left again. Look to your right. And then you pull them tight. Do the hokey pokey. And, <laughs> and die. <laughs> Everything ends in death, kids. <laughs> okay, so raw. Hold on. What? <clears throat> Sorry, I, I am dying this week. I'll try and stop. I'll try to keep my wheezy coffee death rattles to a minimum. <laughs> I can't wheeze like you. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. That last you know, part. some people get triggered by that. I was actually getting my life lightheaded there for you a know, second. but some people would get triggered by me mentioning triggers. Uh, what, so. what you get? What what happened on wrestling this week? Uh, so on Raw, um, they had a, a paid like a it was a go home pay per view show. Uh, yeah, I mean payback is certainly happening. It's happening, dude. Sunday. They have built this thing the weirdest way I think I've ever seen. Because it's almost like they don't want it to be there. They really don't because I don't know who's in any of the matches for contending. Like, the only match I know is Strowman versus Reigns, and Reigns has been gone for, like, two weeks. And, okay. like, obviously it's for good reason. So, what do we have on the card besides... Um, we have the tag. Oh, Cesaro and... Cesaro and the Hardys, and I think Bliss versus Bailey. Bliss, Bailey, and... And that's um, literally all I know. Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins. Oh, and probably... Kevin Aries, Owens, and, Jericho. And, uh, yeah, okay. I meant the Raw matches, but Owens, Jericho, um, you've also got Wyatt Orton, and then isn't Aries and Neville doing it again? Uh, Yeah, they are. Okay, so I guess that's the whole card. I guess we do remember it. Yeah, there we go. Journalists, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're doing the lookout, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> we're... I, could, I, I, I'm, I was that close about to do Booker T. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I do not do it. We're coming for you! And he just looks like, oh. Oh, I can't believe I just said that I, on I live TV. Well, I mean, we could probably do Brian Alvarez's job better than he does it. Who? No, we were throwing bombs early this week. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm throwing the shade. Okay. Somebody get a lumberjack in here to cut down all these trees. There is way too much shade, buddy. All right. Good. So, uh, this, <laughs> this sure I mean, was a raw. Yeah, it was a raw. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. So, okay. One, let's get this out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. Let's the elephant the in the room. Okay. The let's bronze strong man in the room. Okay. Nine eleven was an inside job. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now that we have all established that, we can just move on. To dumpster match. Yes. The dumpster match <laughs> was awesome. Yes. And I don't give a shit when anyone says that was great. That was uh, 100% what it needed to be and what you would really expect it to be, which is... Um, just like I'm reminded of Cody Rhodes versus Big Show in a table match, which is to say Big Show is manhandling him and um Cody Rhodes just drop kicked him so he put one foot through a table. 
while he still had his hands on the ropes, so he lost. It's a fun little reversal. It's like that whole, like, oh, he just got him. Oh, he he just... He just barely had him. And, like, so, you know, dastardly heel victory. Well, and it's true. Except in reverse. You know, um... I've I've heard a bunch of people complain about the results of this match because they're going like Braun Strowman should never lose, and it's like no, this is a stupid dumb match. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. One, Kalisto needs something. Kalisto needs wins more than Strowman does right now. And the other thing is that Strowman still walks away looking stronger well, than him because he's about a foot and a half taller, two hundred pounds, and yes, I mean he beat the fuck out of him to get his heat back at the end. So I mean yeah. it works. I mean he gets his heat back. He fucking. I mean, I, I want to know how they did that because I mean they did some pretty convenient camera angles. I'm like, where oh, did oh, Kalisto well, slip you mean away? The, yeah, the after the fact where he threw Kalisto in the dumpster, like latched latched it shut, and then threw it off the side of the stage. Um, clever camera works. Yeah. I bet you there was a safety harness and a pillow inside it. Right. You know, and what's nice about this, so this entire match, like, they actually justified, like, I felt it was well handled. Beforehand, like, uh, Kurt Angle comes up to Kalisto and is like, hey, are you sure you really want to do this? And Kalisto's like, I am man, not garbage. Um, I hate to tell you this. I Let me interrupt you. I got... I gotta say a couple of things while we're talking okay, about this let's, segment here. Oh, Kurt the Angle. First thing, no, your Kalisto impression. That man is from California. He does not. His accent is. I not. am a luchador. <laughs> you're you're doing like Antonio Banderas, and it's just yes. it's not a hundred a hundred percent not. It's just in in my because I look like Jack Black, so I have it in my head that everyone is just Ignacio. Everyone is just their next closest. Incarnacio. Every wrestler is Nacho Libre to you? Yes. I have a question about Kurt Angle. What? Why? Why? Why are we Kurt Angle? Colin, that man gets redder and more swelled by the day. I swear to God. Existence he, is pain to a he, Kurt Angle. He, he's, he, he is a... Red, he's a a balloon filled with blood (laughs) inside inside of a gray suit. Okay, the man is so fucking veiny and swollen (laughs) from the neck up. He looks like he's wearing a girdle, a corset, a codpiece, and a fucking rubber band around his neck. Dude, his muscles are trying to explode out of his skin. (laughs) Like he's like a raging erection from the neck up and it's just horrifying to look at yeah he's gone beyond human thumb to like a full on dick no it's like just, he is a penis he is a penis head <laughs> and what's what kind of unnerves me even more is the expression he always has he always has a confused furrow brow he's always yes. like like he's, he's he doesn't know when it's gonna happen. He looks like he's trying to burn things with his mind. He's going constantly. to spill out all over the floor, and when will it happen? It's going to be a disgusting <laughs> scanner's explosion. And he he's always confused at something, and he's always frowning. Except when he's smiling, yeah. And it's this weird like you know that video where like the guy like does the deadlift and then his anus explodes. Like yeah. it's he's that guy. Kurt is gonna all pink, the time. He's gonna pink sock himself from the <laughs> from the chest up. <laughs> he's going. His anus is going to explode from his mouth. His esophagus. Is that's just gonna, that's how terrible of an implosion this will I be. Just, I don't know if it's like if it's the suit 
<laughs> like his ties on too tight. <laughs> Somebody go help her. I don't think he can breathe. He's having troubles. Well, and uh, Maurice comes up to him and is like, you know, speaking in French uh, at some point in the night. And he's just like, we'll ride back at you. And <laughs> so that was actually kind of funny. The man has delivery. It's just it's coming out of a scary meat puppet. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, so it's just Maurice looked at him with like fear. And she's like, I'm supposed to say these things in French. Um, yep. And that's how she said it. <laughs> I'm supposed to say these things in France. But no, he has the segment. I will not make crepes for you, Cartangle. She's just not going to make crepes for anybody. John Cena. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. John Cena. Who's Miz feuding with on Raw? Chris uh, Jericho. Chris Jericho. And uh, Dean Ambrose. That was very nice. You got that. You got that. <laughs> you got the beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> ah, French. It's a. It's the most romantic of all languages. Yes, just Oh, Pink Panther. <laughs> crepe baguettes. <laughs> J'adore crepe Suzette. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Okay. <laughs> Chevrolet <Now>. coupe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, Kurt Angle um, had a segment with Kalisto, and Kalisto got to look like a fiery fighting baby face, and it was good. And he got out there and he held his own against Braun, kind of, and won technically, and got the sheet bit out of him. So it was perfect. He yeah, the, it was perfect. And he's got that club lucha music now, because before it was like bo ba do ba do, and he's like lucha lucha. Now it's but, this weird like. But now it's like. Uh, 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 Lucha, lucha, lucha. It's the Lucha CFO's got a pit bull. Got the pit bull remix over here. Yeah. What I love about it is that you can do a lot of ecstasy and wrestling will make a lot more sense. And now all the theme music is ecstasy friendly. That's why they're hugging all the time. Oh my god. That's why they're touching each other. Is that what people do on ecstasy? I don't do I have never done ecstasy. I mean, they just kind of sit there and rub against everything. It's like a cat in heat. What you... <laughs> is that what you did on ecstasy, Colin? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> everything is amazing. <laughs> um, but outside of this dumpster match, what was worth talking about on Raw? Um, um, I mean, Cesaro are teasing a heel turn, which will be exciting. Seamus and Cesaro. If they turn a heel, that would be cool, just because they're doing something with them. Yeah. Um, and I literally don't remember anything else. I guess I uh, Bliss has been fun yelling at Bailey because. So, I want Bliss to get rid of the Alexa Bliss character and to go for the Disney princess thing again. So for but, the old Alexa Bliss. But I want her. To be a heel Disney princess. Okay. I want I want heel Alexa Bliss to be old Alexa Bliss, but as a heel. Yes. Yes. Where she's... What does an angry Disney princess look like? Exactly. I want to see it. I don't know what that looks so like. So I'm like 100% sure there's either been A, some kind of Russ Meyer fucking exploitation film, or B, like some kind of shitty Newgrounds animation from the early aughts where well, Disney princesses just murdered people with shotguns. It's kind of weird because I could see a storyline here. This is where I'm going to get like way musical theater nerd, and they would never do this. Like Vince McMahon is listening to our podcast going, <laughs> listen to the gay guy talk. <laughs> but 
Wait. <laughs> it worked out great with Rico. Let's do it again. <laughs> but you can actually make a storyline with this based off of the plot line to Wicked. Uh, oh, you had to save that. And one. like Wicked is garbage and like one of the worst shows ever. Um, and if anyone is a musical hot, theater, they're probably triggered by me. Hot takes. Hot oh, takes. Colin's just fucking going for the jugular. Aren't I? But um, Alexa Bliss could totally be like the popular chick who betrays the green skin chick. And then. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Colin, Colin. You did not tell me Shrek was in this show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They need to put Shrek in wrestling. <laughs> Shrek wrestling. They need to put she Shrek. <laughs> Princess Fiona. <laughs> Respect yes. the canon, you plebe. Princess Fiona and Alexa Bliss are a tag team. And and Princess Fiona is the hot tag. She turns into she-ogre. And she's the hot tag. Dude, an ogre and a Disney princess as a tag team would be fucking amazing. That was basically, you know just, that's basically just the plot of the first Shrek. She was a Disney princess. I was an ogre. I mean, this is, we're not, just listen. Everything. What Dream I'm saying is, let's perform Shrek in wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> yes. We're going to put on an interpretive. This is Because Braun Strowman needs to come out to All Star by Smash Mouth. I want him to play the John Lithgow character. So he spoke all of the jorks about the jorks, the jorks, the, the jorks, jorks, the jork jokes. All of the jokes are about him being short, but he has, he's crawling well, around no. on his knees and he's I still taller say, than us. I was going to say that the great Kali should play Lord Farquaad. I'm well, if listen, if great Kali comes back, they'll just put him in with gender. So or the big show. Mm, yes. Yes. Quite. Wait, who, who could be a good Lord Farquaad? <laughs> Please don't make me do this. All I can think about are old Shrek memes. Stop this podcast right now. No. We are fantasy booking Shrek right now. Okay. Well, you, we've already established that Kalisto is Antonio Bandera, so he's the Puss in Boots. He's Puss in Boots. Uh, huh. Shrek would be Big Show, obviously. <laughs> Donkey is probably... Our that's truth. what I want to know. Oh, oh shit! It's our truth. It's our truth, dude. That's not even. That's just because he's been the dumb comic relief character for years now. Yes. I promise it's not just because he's black. I know that's why I'm Vince promise. does it, but <laughs> Vince just <laughs> it's because he's black. That this checks out. If you know our truth, he would be the one for a throwaway comedy role. He's perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> okay. So anyway, are you I'm done? done? I'm done fantasy booking Shrek. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this out on a blog post. You you all will see his fan fiction. Low level WWE writers will pick it up and they'll love it. Anyway. <laughs> Where oh, were I'm we? Dead again. Where were we with everything? Um, I guess Raw was bad because we're talking about worse things. The worst thing, and not Raw. Oh, so wait. I just want to talk about what was good on Raw real quick. Well, we said dumpster match. Dumpster match was good. And the beginning was the beginning. A lot of people shit on this, but the beginning with the competing talk shows. Uh, oh between... no, that was fun because yeah, that was fun. It was great. It was what we were talking about because it was talk as Jericho or whatever is talk as Jericho is his podcast. It's the highlight reel. <laughs> the highlight oh reel. God, <laughs> they do a live podcast taping. <laughs> they do a live podcast. It was the highlight reel, and then the Miz came on because he was the guest, and then Miz was like. 
No, Jericho's interviewing himself. Then Miz came on, and he's like, fuck it. This show is now Miz TV. So the productions guys came out and tore down the the highlight reel and put up the Miz TV props. Yes. And then and Dean the- Ambrose came out, and he's like, uh, it's now the Ambrose Asylum, which is... I just hate that name. It's bad. But it's cute. It's cute. And so they tore down all the Miz TV uh, uh, setup, and then they put the Ambrose thing on, which is basically a stool and a, a yeah. card. They did some nice little clever things. and uh, It was funny. It was... And Maurice ended up on the list. and Yeah, I know. It was... It's sort... You can call it aimless, and I guess it kind of was. But, I mean, it sets up the main event slot, which your first, your first segment should basically always set up one of your end-of-the-hour main events. Um, and it kind of just let a couple of characters who don't really get to interact in, like, a not-punching sort of way get to interact in a not-punching sort of way. Yeah. I like watching these guys not punch each other, but just sit down and talk in character. Well, I mean, you know? we also like watching them punch each other. That's the entire purpose. It's wrestling. But it's nice I mean, to see them yes. get to, like attempt to be more fleshed out characters yes to be to be people you know and these guys are already fleshed out and we've already seen like hours upon hours of footage of them because wrestlers are people too yes and you know what respect them you know what these guys are just actors who are paid to give themselves concussions so you need to respect that (laughs) (laughs) these guys are bad dumb actors (laughs) who do just to just do nothing but stage combat and um, cook their brains. And we need to respect their methods and let them be people. Live and breathe. How I, I want to know. How do they shit? How do they eat? Like, what what is the boogeyman poop? More worms? Probably. Colin. <laughs> Colin. Two questions. What? Are wrestlers just actors who method act their stage combat? No, next question. What would Stanislavski have to say about Triple H? No, next question. <laughs> but that wasn't... No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Do we want to... Do you, you keep throwing fucking bombs over here. Are we going to do this now or later? <laughs> Let's do it now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay. So, um, a lot of people shitting on this week's Raw. And I just want to say that this is actually one of those shows, the first half of this show, is actually kind of why I watch wrestling. Yeah, just kind of goofy, silly nonsense. Yeah, it's it's silly, and they're interacting with each other, and Dean Ambrose uh, bought Chris Jericho a jacket, and there was continuity there because they like acknowledged their prior feud, and... Uh, Dean Ambrose acknowledges that Chris Jericho killed his potted plant, Mitch. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's like that was it's so refreshing to see that happen because that's something that WWE never does. And we've kind of talked about the back and forth, like weird double think where that the company wrestling employees where it's like, oh, they've done this before, except when they have it and then they have it and it's brand new. Yeah. See, to me. I looked at this and I said, oh, Vince McMahon woke up on the right side of the bed today. No, it was basically Chris Jericho got to write these segments and he's like, Mm -hmm. we should acknowledge this sort of thing because Jericho writes pretty good stuff. So, I mean, really, that's what brought this on. And it was just, it was just kind of freewheeling. But um, that first with the, the, the interview hijacking at the beginning was fun. 
Um, all the stuff up front with Braun was kind of fun, and it just delivered on the promise to us, at least, especially to me, like this fun, breezy, just ridiculous mashup of characters where I just want to watch different people fight, you know? Just yeah. people just interact in conflict. Um, that sort of paid off in a lot of people's minds poorly at the back half of the show, where that kind of like freewheeling sort of, let's just kind of put everyone together and see what happens. Yeah. Sort of didn't work out because Wyatt is there. Well, it's it's well, like Balor and Wyatt. The, well, let's set okay. up a match. Okay, so yeah, uh, how that how that worked was uh, okay. So Balor, well, and Balor and Wyatt weren't even in the same match together, which is part of what confuses me here. Yeah. Um, but here's here's what it was. Who who was the third guy in there? It was it was Balor. Oh, it was a uh, big cast, wasn't Cass, it? Cast, yeah. Ca- okay, so big cast. Seth Rollins uh, and Enzo Amore were supposed to fight the club and uh, Joe. Joe. And what ended up happening there was the club assaulted Enzo Amore, took him out of commission, so then they brought in Finn Balor to be the third man in this six-man tag team match. Yeah. Um, so they have their match and they do it, whatever. But there was so... Here's, here's my problem, is... Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe should actually be the top feud of this entire fucking company because what when Seth Rollins was put out of commission that was the biggest fucking story that everybody was paying attention to and it was because Samoa Joe put him on the shelf and they acknowledge that and they go with that and then they're you know they're following it up and yet they're not really they haven't spent any time on this and then the match is going to happen and I'm worried that they're just going to let this match this pairing keep happening until SummerSlam but Roman Reigns Colin you do not understand but Roman Reigns Vince is yelling in our ear Roman Reigns talk about Roman Reigns focus on Roman Reigns play Roman Reigns packages um well no it's sort of right it's this whole just payback this whole card the build is so weird and like unfocused. It is very much like they were obligated to do these things and try to recycle some of these matches, but the scene has shifted around them, so it basically doesn't serve any purpose anymore. You know? And well, yeah, and it kind of hurt the the shakeup thing because they didn't plan properly for it because they didn't do any of that shit. It just it ended up not doing anything any favors. Everybody's feuds are meaningless. Uh, the the shakeup has moved the same feud on SmackDown just over to Raw with the Mew, with the Miz and Ambrose. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, because they spent so much time having to readjust all the writing, they have spent no time on Rollins and Joe. So Samoa Joe's ended up you know he's supposed to be like a main eventer and he's getting the short end of the stick again and again and again he wasn't even present for Wrestlemania yeah I mean that's the thing like Joe did this thing and it was a cool story and they didn't pay they didn't carry that through Mania because it was all about H you could have Joe leering on the side of the outside the ring or something Um, but it's all the writing's all gone askew. Well, and they were going to make a faction out of it with the club and Joe and Kevin Owens, 
with age, and they've already uh, dropped that because they moved Kevin Owens over well, to SmackDown. Well, alleged, you could still do that, but really, why would I don't know? Put the put the Bullet Club back together. I, I don't know. It's it's just very clearly with the superstar sh- shakeup, they decided to just go in a completely different direction, um, and they don't have the room to actually go that way because, oh, we have to do this pay-per-view where we have to do all the WrestleMania rematches. Two of the big matches, guys are fighting in her brand. The whole thing's just gone fucked up. Um, yep. And it does have that fun element of, or at least it was supposed to have this fun element where it's like, oh, all these guys are bumping together and we kind of don't know what's what and it's ambiguous and all these stories are coming together, but it's like... It's not being delivered through well enough, so it's just become kind right. of a muddled mess. So that's why a lot of people didn't like it. But it's it's one of those... This Raw, to me, isn't terrible. I mean, it's just kind of an average Raw, and I feel like so many journalists here, I'm like, do you guys even fucking like wrestling, or do you just like shitting on this every week? And, you know, and I guess we're guilty of that, too. But we're not exactly journalists. We're just trying to be comedians. Um... Or whatever we're doing. Uh, I got into this to be a journalist. Oh, I don't really? know what you're talking about. Mm. I have ethics. <laughs> and look at me. I'm a journalist. Yeah, I have a journalist. Yeah, yeah, Dave Meltzer. Yeah. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. It's the best thing I've seen in my life. Six stars. <coughs> Easy there. I can take some take some Ricola, buddy. I'm, I'm dying. Ricola. I'm I'm dying, Squirtle. Uh. Okay. So you you want so, you want to put Meltzer or Alvarez on blast about this? Oh, well, I mean, I've been listening to the Figure Four and all the shit like with Brian Alvarez. And I'm just like, fuck this guy, man. Every single thing, he's just like, this was this was terrible. This was terrible because uh, it's shit. And, um, Vince McMahon is piece of shit. What do you think, Dave? Well, actually, I thought that it was... I don't it know. Was, we uh, just have to wait and see. You know, I mean... Plans change. I mean, I don't know. Plans change, you know, but I mean, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. You know what? You're wrong, Dave. I don't even understand how you can even come to that. Um, I don't I, know. I, Lots I of people... Whatever. And we'll, we will, we'll keep this brief, but, like, I think a lot of people expect wrestling to do things that it won't. Um, should we... Because we mention these guys, like, a lot. Meltzer, huh. Alvarez. Do we explain who Dave Meltzer and Dave Alvarez Yeah, and yeah. Can can you Kevin, tell these people Kevin who Alvarez? these... Can you tell these people who Brian Alvarez and... Brian. And uh, Dave, Dave, Meltzer. Dave Meltzer is a weirdo um, who has been covering wrestling since, like, the early 80s. Um, and he's basically the, the inside source. Like, I don't know. I, I can't even think of a comparable figurehead in like any other like sport or anything really because there's no one guy who is journalist media personality who has such an outsized influence in his realm like his his sphere of sports reporting than day of dave Meltzer, and brian alvarez is another guy who writes on the website that dave does right he's also on observer and they do the uh the wrestling observer radio together on figure four Uh, it's just they're Um, wrestling journalists and dave's a big deal and alvarez is number two and alvarez has done uh he was a wrestler yeah he was in mma and all this stuff and And he was in mma i don't know they just they're just big name wrestling journalists and they watch it constantly and talk about it and i think 
I think if you watch something long enough, you just grow to hate it, Colin. Because yeah. I just... Well, and maybe it's that, or maybe it's just because Meltzer actually still, like, more often than not, I tend to side with him on what he says. I think... Um, I don't know. I feel like you have to just make peace with what WWE is. Yes. Um, and that, you, in fact, I agree. Because here's the thing. I I get it. It's not good. No, it it, it is... They don't pay things off. It's sort of illogically written. Stories don't happen like they should. It's run by personalities. There's no committee. It's not logically booked or handled. Great moments get pissed away all the time. Things aren't capitalized on. Like, it's mismanaged just terribly. But it's too big to fail, you know? Like, it just... There's nowhere else now. So, you put an idiot, crazy man on the throne and he'll still somehow succeed occasionally despite himself yep and it's just going to be a family business you know terribly mismanaged forever and you just have to kind of accept that and that's pretty much with all of them when you get to impact it's just wcw remade over again sort of you know and and uh New Japan is its own kind of brand of, you know, just the way that they fucking stiff each other. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you gotta, WWE's nonsense, and once the soonest you, like, don't look at it, I guess, aspirationally, you know what I mean? Try not to rewrite everything. There's, because there are movies and there are shows I'll watch where I will try to rewrite things better as I go, as it goes along, you know? You just can't. You just can't do that with wrestling. You just have to accept it's goofy nonsense. It's just going to be goofy nonsense. Um, and I, I think a lot of people miscriticize uh, what makes particular shows good or bad because of what they wanted to see or what they should have seen versus like what was presented and how they could have actually, like the company could have done what they were trying to do better than what they did. Right. I don't know. Whatever. It's you got to watch a man throw another man into a dumpster fight. Like, you could do worse for your an hour of your Monday television. Well, and how big is Kalisto? Uh, five something. Yeah. And Braun Strowman is the biggest man in the world. Yes, he's larger than the planet. And uh, he ate. It. He ate an. He ate an uh, ambulance by himself. He ate the whole ambulance in one bite. So he's he's very big. He he's a big boy. So you know. Wrestling, yay! All right, All right so I'm done with Raw. Yeah, I'm done with Raw too. And music break. Smackdown. Smackdown! Uh, I'm really sorry, folks. So let's just dive into it. Um, you know, because I just want to get past a little coffee cup McCofferson here, going to give me strep throat or some I shit. I could do with some coffee right now. Hey, hey, you're, you're not Shinsuke Nakamura. You're just a kid named Michael from Gary, Indiana. Your dad abused you horribly, um, and you wrote a song about ABCs, and then you wrote a song about Free Willy... And then I guess you touched Macaulay Culkin's penis. I don't know that that part of Michael Jackson's career was very weird to me because I was very I young. So they're calling him the artist Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Um, and I'm just wondering, like, what, are they also going to change the theme music to Man in the Mirror? Like, <laughs> how far are we going I with mean, this? it's a little, it's a little on the nose, because it was... I wouldn't say Nakamura was ever a particularly subtle in his Michael Jackson influence, but, I mean, it wasn't that apparent where Dolph Ziggler, like, takes the most awkward tact ever to accuse him of just, hey, you're just Michael yeah. Jackson. The writers did not do him any favors. Well, let's be honest. Ziggler doesn't do himself any favors. By being Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Bone name is Schumer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he's very athletic. Uh, he gives 110%. <laughs> oh, he really tries at his job and doesn't get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. So, uh, let, let, let's do another fantasy booking thing here, Zach. Uh, how, like, what are some worse ways they could book Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, I think, I think we've got it. You want to do it, Colin? What? In three, <laughs> two, one. Cute burglars! So I've got an idea, boys. Yeah, what is it, Vince? <laughs> well, here's my idea, Vince. Let me hear it, Vince. <laughs> We're going to put Titus O'Neil and Shinsuke Nakamura. Wait, it'll, wait, hold on. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> so Powerful! It's great. We're going to put them in a tag team. Yes, people will love it. And we're going to put them with cute little masks. Yes, and domino masks. <laughs> and then they're going to go around and hug people. Yes, they'll wear berets and black tights and jailhouse shirts. It'll be great. Oh, my God. I just, I picture that exchange just happens while Vincent Man is just quietly, like, writing at his desk like his raging id and his ego are just yelling at each other I just picture them like in chairs across from the table just screaming at each other as he's just in, in the in the in the crowded in the crowded weight room that is Vince McMahon's soul two muscled out men are just shouting at each other oh it it, it ain't right oh my great very cute bugler so I mean but some other ways to book uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'll give you this. They're, they're booking Shinsuke right in the fact that um, he's kind of got that old school Hulk Hogan thing going on, which is like, uh, some guys do not need to wrestle every week. That's just flat out. They I think they overexpose their talent and, so, and it to really to detrimental effect to everybody because... Colin, we got Randy Orton versus AJ Styles on free TV. It's a pretty good match on free TV, but could that have been made more special? Yes. Like, I think I think you have the right idea with Shinsuke where he comes out, he does this thing, he gets to, like, flail around and be goofy, and people get to hum along with it and yell things. Um, and a jobber comes out and yells at him, and then he gets to scare him off. And like, hey, that's your appearance. During the height of uh, the Attitude Era... They would advertise the fuck out of Austin at the start of the show, and he would not come out until, like, the last five minutes. So people were, like, fucking horny for it. So I think I think they're doing okay with Nakamura in the sense that they're making people really wait. So, like, an in-ring appearance by the Shinsuke Nakamura is a big the artist, deal. The artist. The artist. Shinsuke Nakamura. I've got an idea. We'll put him in a silent movie. 
I've got an idea. The artist. The artist. We're going to make him John Cena's hype man. Sir, John Cena hasn't put out a rap album and put him in there. I'd actually kind of like that. I kind of want to see Cena just have Nakamura as his hype man. <laughs> and then they feud about it later. You can't see me. My time or not. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't. No, do not, do not attempt to knock a Nakamura impersonation. No, no, not after last week. No. Listen, okay. they're kind of being dense about Nakamura, but he'll probably be okay because he's Shinsuke fucking Nakamura. You could put him against AJ Styles again. You could put him against Randy Orton. You could put him against Zolf Ziggler. That's probably be a good match. You could put him against John fucking Cena. Oh my god! But I've got you could put him a against question. Kevin Owens. Because that was a good match. Nakamura versus Kevin Owens was actually a pretty cool match. I've got a question for you. What? I'm hyped. What is your problem? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of which, here here's an ongoing trend that I've been seeing. So, Maurice? Oh, you have um, a problem? You have a problem with something, Colin? No, I don't. Oh, sorry. Well, I apologize. I was just trying to segue. No, I was just saying that there's a there, there's an ongoing trend that I'm seeing, and I mean I think it's a good thing. Oh what? But uh, Maurice and um, Jinder and Shinsuke uh, all cut promos in French, uh, Punjabi, and Japanese. So why don't they let Cesaro do it? Why did Cesaro get hurt for so many years because he has a Swiss accent, but he speaks literally like five different fucking languages? He's like ah, all these two European people won't buy it. They don't like it. Vince, he's a living superhero. <laughs> exactly. He's, that. he's stroking out somebody. Get the get the get the defib defibrillator. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Uh, take away his first name. That'll help. So he's not Antonio Cesaro anymore. Nope. I'm just still really mad about Cesaro, Colin. Uh, get over it, Mark. No. It was your fault. We watched CM Punk and John Cena before this. We watched yeah. Money in the Bank 2011. Now I'm mad about things that are gone. Dead gone. We're going we're, we're gonna to make a point here, and we're going to save that in just a moment. Uh, I'm angry. Just just hold all that Keep in. Keep going before I start thinking about Daniel Bryan so, wrestling. So uh, here's another thing. Uh, 2017, year of the sudden push? Yeah. I mean, gender... And uh, the uh, Febreze, and uh, who else? Sorry, we Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I should not say Febreze. I don't know if people know what we call that well, tag team. I think that we're about to see a couple more sudden pushes. Uh, the Shining Stars are gonna get their yeah, own, or the Cologne now. The Cologne Brothers. Um. Okay, so. Again, I think this is probably good. It's good that they make, they attempt, give people just an honest shot at being something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, you shouldn't have a stigma about being a jobber because that's a good career to have in wrestling. I say good career. It can be a good job. You don't have to kill yourself and you get a steady paycheck. And... James Ellsworth's story and for how long he was yeah. in the main event scene should really say something. Yeah, I mean, that's, you can talk about sudden pushes. Like, Ellsworth yeah. was the fucking hallmark for this current little batch of it. But 
Jinder Mahal is something different entirely. This is a guy whose appearance suddenly changed, and probably Vince popped a boner for it. Um, and that kind of caused this whole thing. And, I mean, Randy Orton also said, hey, I really like Jinder. Uh, put him in a match with me. So, I mean. He's another big, tall, muscly guy. Yeah. And, I mean, and they wrote it into it, you know, that Jinder steals the title this week. So, Did you hear about Triple H defending or gender sudden push. What did he say? Uh, is basically something to the effect of, I, I find it really funny that he didn't actually say that funny part, but he's just basically talking about like, you know, he's really good and we like it. You know, it didn't work out the first time, but the door was always open. Um, he's tried every day. He comes in and he's like, what can I do? How can I help? How can I be better? He's just, um, you know, and people say like, we should build it up or like, you know, mm-hmm. it was coming on too fast, but that's just not how it works sometimes. Blah, 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 whatever. And on, okay. From the side of, we were just making fun of Dolph Ziggler for trying really hard, never getting anywhere. I mean, we make fun of Dolph, but that's kind of shitty, you know? I mean, let's be honest. It's fun to tease people, but I mean, dude really fucking tries and he's been good and he's been to like the top level point. A couple of times, but something happens, and it's usually him getting injured, so they just got cold on him, and they'll never put him there again, which sucks because he could probably do well if they gave him that shot. Like, so if Jinder shows up, gets in crazy good shape, is always, like, willing to work and do whatever they want, and just wants to get better at his craft and put his nose to the grindstone and just wants to be more for the company, that should be rewarded. I mean, just generally speaking, just from the idea that you just always side with labor from the very, just the idea that he's a guy working hard at trying to be better at what he does. Yeah. Gender really worked his ass off to get himself to look like what he's looking like. Yeah. And like the colognes, same thing. Like those guys have been punching bags and punchlines for so long and they were shitty matadors for a while and then they were shitty like Puerto Rican tourist agents and they've probably done just as many house show dates as anybody else yeah and and it's a thankless job so I'm fine with them being treated a little more seriously yeah I mean Dean Ambrose has been the headliner for a lot of these shows and he works his ass off and he right now isn't really getting rewarded and is getting accused of laziness which is weird because he worked more house show matches than anyone in WWE last year but again I it's just you want to talk about a company that's not run logically or by it's just on personality. I think what people run afoul of with this big gender turnaround is the fact, not that it came out of nowhere. It's just, there's better ways to do sudden turnaround pushes. You know what I mean? Right. He lost. Uh, if you wanted to make gender a big deal, don't put him immediately against Finn Balor and have him lose, you know, Put him against someone, give him, like, I guess, a small winning streak, trade him off the SmackDown, and let that be the moment where he reinvents himself. Which they kind of sort of did, but, I mean, I don't know. That's, that shakeup just fucked everything up. If people have a turn, then they can move up the card, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, it's a different character now. Like, uh, the, the Fandango and Tyler Breeze are were idiot jobber heels. And now that they are kind of funny guys and we want to cheer them, people are more willing to accept, hey, they're going to actually contend in the title picture now. They're going to be something. 
Gender, I don't know. Is it? Did it come on a little too fast? Yes, I think probably. I mean, ultimately, I he guess went from not winning for won, years. He, he won. He won two matches since his return in August. Yes, and that's it. Like this guy's won two fucking matches in recent memory. Um, so that's why everybody's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he so he just he goes from losing, being the guy who loses, to being number one contender out of nowhere. Um, send him away for a couple of weeks and give him hype packages, because that's something you know. It's just it was just very weird because he was nobody, and then they put him in the ring with Gronk and Mojo and all that business at Mania and the under the Giant Battle Royal, and then suddenly he's content. He's holding it against Finn Balor, and then suddenly he's got the belt uh, illegally against Randy Orton as a contrivance to say it can, it's a non-title match, of course, but... Right. I mean, at least they put the Bollywood boys with them, so that's something. The Singh brothers? Ugh. Like, there aren't other Indian names that aren't Singh. It's just frustrating. Let them be the Shiras. Let them be the Bollywood boys! Ugh. Yep. Manning. Um, there, there's something else that I kind of want to branch into in this discussion, but I think that we should, uh take a brief break and uh, momentarily address NXT and then come back to this. Oh, okay. So music. Boom. Okay, so now what are we doing? Alrighty. So, uh, real quick, let's talk about, um, just five minutes or less, talk about NXT. Um, okay. Um. So, they're moving ahead with Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. Cool. Sure. Drew McIntyre came and is beating Andrade Almas. And he looks massive. He is giant. He, I never, I never understood. I mean, he, he has more muscle than the last time he was on WWE. But mm-hmm. holy shit, that dude is tall and he's ripped and he looks like a main eventer now. Fuck. Yes, he does. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm wondering how long he's on NXT before Vince looks at him and goes, "I need that." McIntyre is probably another great example of what happened with gender. It was like we liked you before; you just didn't have everything put together. So, come back, learn how to work, and put on a lot of muscle. We can't drug test you if you don't work for us, and then we'll we'll and then we'll bring you back into the fold. Right. Um, so he came out and had a good match. Uh, Alistair um, Black had a cool match. Oh, holy shit. Alistair that guy. Black. That uh, might be my favorite guy right now. He's the best. That's really cool. Except for his garbage font in his Titantron. Who cares, nerd? I do. Fucking copper plate black should not be used for anyone. Much less this guy who's supposed to be some kind of awesome, wicked, scary Satanist. Fuck. Those fucking kids at full sale yep. make me pull my hair out. Um, and then uh, we had the two mustachioed gentlemen. Oh right, and Gallagher and Tyler Bate have a cool match. So how's this all tie in? What are we getting out here? Uh, basically just that. I'm just trying to look at that real quick. What do we think? Is it really worth getting into any more than that? Uh, they're all good matches. Go check them out. Um, Alistair yeah. Black is super cool. Just go watch that. I mean, and Gallagher has a good match with Bate. 
Yeah, there hasn't really been anything on NXT that I'm like really like wanting to write home about lately. Well, it's it's the next season. They have to set stuff up. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people that they're building up and handling really well. Yeah, and I'm going, ooh, can't wait until they put them in something real yeah. instead of the, just the build-up. Lots know of I mean? good builds. Yeah, it's like... It's like the first couple of episodes to a new series, you know, and, you know, you got to wait until episode five. And right now we're only on episode two or three. So, yeah. Um, so really what I want to talk about this week in our third little segment is um, let's pose this question and talk about it for a minute, um, because we were just talking about sudden pushes and forced pushes, because, and you know what makes me think of this, like, I know that we haven't talked about him uh, now in two weeks. I mean, you briefly mentioned him this week, but uh, Roman Reigns and how that is. And the question is, is he over? Um, yeah. Um, yes, he is. He's over in a very interesting way, too. I mean, he is, you know, lots of people like booing him. We like making fun of him, but he does sell merch and... People, he doesn't hurt house show numbers, so he's not unover, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, what is it? Is, it? is he is he pushed too hard? Is his push forced? Did they push him the wrong way? I mean, what what do you like? What are we? What's the deal? Well, the, my question is, how do wrestlers get over, and what is the quote unquote right way? Because we see guys like, um, you know, guys that the fans demand. Uh, yeah. like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder. Um, you know, what is it that these guys have and what do they do, uh, versus the guys who are the conventional people that they push and are the people who they really want you to buy merch for? I mean, is there a right way for people to get popular to get over? No, I mean, I think there's there's wrong ways for people, but I don't think there's like a universal thing, you know? Like I don't see there some people don't play like a dominating face uh, well. Like the only certain people can beat Goldberg, you know? Uh I don't think Roman is the kind of guy who can just mow people down and people get into it. Well, you know, I say that, but we were kind of into him when he was doing that as the shield. So Maybe he is more than I want to give him credit for in that. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, the problem is is that he doesn't have anything on his own. And when when he was in the shield it was he was kind of this scary weapon. But yeah, now he that he's on his own act. Right. And he had people on the mic for him and he had but now that he's on his own and he's kind of being uh this Superman guy, it's you know, where's this kryptonite? I mean, Daniel Bryan got over, well, by being very fun and entertaining. But what really turned Daniel was his was his heel run in 2011, where he was being the short, obnoxious... Because we all remember, yes, the yes chants were a heel thing. Like, he was just be excessively celebratory about the littlest things. Um, and it caught on because it was fun. Um, but... I don't know. Daniel Bryan in Ring of Honor was just as fucking like dead serious, no hold bars, one of the toughest, toughest nails kind of guy. Um, so I think there's right ways for people to get over in different environments and at different points in their careers. You know, I mean, we just talked about McIntyre. McIntyre is a completely different guy than he was when he was last time. If they did what they did with McIntyre, uh, then if they do that now, it'd probably take a lot better. Um, 
I think it's more it's kind of not how they do it as much as how it was like built up you know what right. I mean wrestling is about the tease and the payoff the the signal and the reaction the symbol and the reaction whatever um if gender had turned face and then gotten a push maybe more people would be willing to accept it if he'd gone on a heel or kind of reinvented himself but it was kind of a weird half measure because he was sort of like, oh, I'm the hardest dieting guy ever on Raw and then went to SmackDown and started this. It was weird straddling. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Is there is there wrong ways for guys to get over? Is, do you think there's like a, a universal? It's just here. here's a trend that I see in WWE versus other uh, promotions for fights, right? So... You look at your, uh, you look at your Floyd Mayweather's, your Manny Pacquiao's, um, your, I mean, okay. WWE is very cookie cutter in how they want things, right? Their John Cena and their Hulk Hogan are pretty much it's the same thing, just a slightly different appearance. A diff, well, a different iteration. It's the right. same. It's the same product for a different time. Right. And what is what is Roman Reigns but that same product? We just don't want it again. Um, we in the really modern want age, Cena. We didn't really want Cena in the first place, but now we've just kind of grown to accept Cena. Um, and there's kind of a, it's kind of a cookie cutter, uh, format with how they do things because that's the only way that Vince sees, uh, anybody ever getting over. I mean, Brock Lesnar is kind of a similar thing. Whether we like it or not, like he goes in there, he does the same fucking moves over and over, and he's just big and strong and impossibly tough. I mean, literally, Brock just does very many Germans, and people love yes. it. But, okay, but then I think about it, like, in UFC, for instance, um, we got, okay, so it was Chuck Liddell as, like, the face of UFC for a little bit, right? Um, Chuck Liddell was massive. And then after that, it was Brock Lesnar. Oh, I so say you mean you mean metaphorically massive. Yeah. I mean I mean he wasn't a he wasn't a huge dude, but he was like a I mean he was over. No, he, he was, was an he was an outsized personality. He was the Iceman was a Yes. Was and a then, character. And then Brock Lesnar came in and then that was its own brand of I mean you're skipping a lot of big names, but yeah, you're you know but, I mean, on top of that, what? We got... What, Randy Couture? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can kind of even skip over those to just, like, here are the marquee names, right? It's, like, the guys. Because, like, WWE has, like, you know, there's the Randy Ortons, and there's the, those are kind of the secondary guys, you know? But, like, the marquee names were Hulk Hogan, and then John Cena, and then now they're trying to make it Roman Reigns. You know? Yeah. That was it. Um... You know, you can say The Rock is kind of in there, too. But, I mean, it's, again, a similar thing. It's just a big, strong guy with yeah, the, outrageous the, charisma. The, and the the concept from New Japan is the ace. Right. The, the guy that is just, you're the designated franchise player, and that's just right. how it is. So, the aces uh, were, in UFC, were Chuck Liddell, then Brock Lesnar, then George St. Pierre, then... Uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, and then McGregor, and then McGregor. Now it's McGregor, and now it's is, and is it even still McGregor? Really? I mean, it's we're kind of in a weird in between thing, but 
I want you to look at all these guys lined up and none of them I mean most of them aren't even in the same fucking weight class yeah I mean it's just it's just how wrestling they yeah UFC just scripts it differently they just have different people <laughs> fighting you know it's just how they write it man it's different but, but these stars the best pushes in UFC history <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I mean, a lot of it has to do with how they advertised and got behind these guys, you yep. know, and let them be that. And they didn't have any hangups. You know, I mean, if Connor, if a guy looking like Connor McGregor came into WWE now, Vince would go, oh, he'll never be as big as, you know, I mean, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were going to be the names. They were the guys. If they just let them, Punk could have been the next crossover. Brian yes. could have been the next crossover hit. If they would have just let them, they would have rose to the top and probably would have brought this company, you know, all of the money in the world. But they just couldn't let it happen. Yeah, well, because it's you want to talk about cookie cookie cutter. That's kind of where the corporatization sort of kind of hurts in this instance. Because corporations like predictability and profits, you know what I mean, right? And it helps if you have a if there's a process, if there's people you can plug in and do the thing. Um, because, and we keep talking about Lesnar, but Lesnar kind of ruined it for everyone. And we've said sort of said this before, but Lesnar was the last guy that they went whole hog on in, all in, whatever, put all the chips on this man. Um, and Lesnar was a big fucking deal. That dude got over. Um, and then he just decided, nah, this sucks. I'm out. And Vince is like, nope, never again. Never. We're never going to bet the house on anybody because they'll just flake out. So you get guys like Wyatt who have been ready to be the dudes or Punk who was literally on the cusp of being the dude. Yep. Crossed over. One of the few guys to get like night, night show, like Jimmy Kimmel and all that shit. Um, and because Triple H didn't like him. Oh, so I like, mean, and it was like despite, you know, despite I, all the shit they pulled on him before, he was yes, still gonna do it. Because CM Punk, I mean, we right before we uh, started recording this, we were watching the Money in the <laughs> Bank 2011 match with John Cena, and God, he just oozes charisma yeah. constantly. Like he's not the best in ring guy. But he didn't need to be yeah. because he was, I mean, he's kind of up there with Dwayne Johnson I mean, in terms I, of yeah. charisma. I, I love Styles, but Styles was never going to be a CM Punk, you know? Like, no. Like, Punk isn't the athlete that Styles is, but Styles isn't going to be the outside wrestling celebrity Punk could have been. Like, I don't even think Brian could have been precisely. Brian could have been, like, one of the biggest deals inside of wrestling, but I don't know how he works outside of that bubble. Right. I think... Punk might have had the wherewithal to do that. I don't. I don't know if the company trusts people to not flake on them anymore. Well, so, and he kind of, in a way, I mean, that was what that storyline was at that point. Was how he says, "Fuck this, it sucks. I'm out of here." Now, he, I mean, he was flaking on it. Um, yeah, that was that story. Yeah, I mean, it kind of played off of Vince's fears, and it made for a brilliant thing that kind of changed the they changed the landscape of wrestling dude well yeah and then they very quickly undid it so you know um i don't know it's just you it's we is i don't know if 
Roman will be that guy, that guy, you know, maybe he will be, maybe he puts it all together and becomes the next Cena. Um, the guy can definitely be a Randy Orton, you know, the next, like one of the most top paid, one of the biggest names in the industry, but he was never considered like, he isn't the ace, you know, I don't right. know. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's like in, in new Japan, there's Tanahashi, right? The ace Tanahashi's. Well, Okada's whatever. They're two aces. Well, Okada's the new ace. Okada is becoming the new ace to inherit the kingdom after he hasn't. Yeah, like until the legends truly off the stage, you're never gonna hundred percent be that guy. But I don't know. Right, but Okada's kind of the young rising star. Yeah. While Tanahashi is like the, the guy, a- the aging star. And I mean, there's a few guys who uh, are you know, kind of in that in between, like, you know, in that Randy Orton tier, you know, still bona fide main eventers, but they don't do the media appearances, you know? Right. Well, and because they're just kind of beheld within res. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura was that in new Japan. He was kind of mm, always going to be number three. Hmm. You one, two, and three were a lot more. Were those three you could shuffle at any given moment? Like, uh-huh. you know, I he was always I mean, he was a a strong, always constant number two. I don't but know. By the time he left, by the though, time, well, yeah, but it was you know because it was, was abundantly leave. clear it that was he could he just was leaving. Well, I mean, he could have, you know, and I think it was abundantly clear that he could have made a better name. Uh, in America, you know, I mean, they're gonna let him be number one here, so yeah, why not? I mean, you try it, why not? You're the guy that has the crossover appeal. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's just it's really infuriating who WWE decides to pick and run with because you have guys that that ha- like Punk, who ha- people outside wrestling are paying attention to wrestling because of Punk. You have guys like Zack Ryder, who literally got him himself over in spite of the company no help with the company on his silly dumb YouTube channel um and the the company just kind of like no we don't want you right now and kind of pissed on him and let that die for a while it's very frustrating I guess I don't know and it's weird to see who they finally stick with who takes who who they get behind who gets over in and I say the right way, but you can get over in the wrong way. And if they stick to it long enough, it doesn't matter. Then you're over. Then it's just, it's whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a thing. It's just the weird thing about wrestling. It's this weird forced popularity contest where sometimes the judges have their thumbs on the scale. Right. And it's, it's not even about the audiences, you know, even though it's supposed to be, that's where the money comes from. Yeah. It's not even about the audience. It's you about- don't know what you like. I know what you like. I tell you what to like. That's not even a character. He said that on TV. Yep. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to end this show on a dour note because that's not even really like a downer note. It's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, maybe some of this will pay off. Maybe gender will be awesome. This is just kind of how the world works, kids. And you know what? Maybe the fashion police will make great champs. Dude, I'm telling you, both of those guys have, like, 
great face upside. They could just be goofy dolts, and it would be hilarious. But I just want more comedy in my wrestling. I do too. Like you're 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 men pretending to fight and pretending to be cops. We don't have time. to be so self serious. Yeah, hell of it. Unless we do, which that's cool too. But please, 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 if you're going to be serious, do not headbutt another man in the head. Oh, oh my man. god. You keep, I keep trying to transition into us ending the show, and then you keep going back to dour notes. Listen, guys, I don't want to bring this down. I don't want to bring the mood down too much, but um, everyone's dying. Nothing will live. Hey, hey, in case that didn't get you down enough, remember the sun's going to burn out eventually, and all of time will cease to exist. Um, everything you love will die. Everyone you know will die, and everyone dies alone. So, um, yeah, life sucks. Wear a hat. Think about puppies. Think about puppies. And think about how that puppy is going to die. Yeah, but not dead puppies. Please don't think about sick, dying, cancer puppies. Oh. Oh. Oh, they're so cute, and they're going to chemo. Colin. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at them running oh, around. That one's bald, and that one's falling up. <laughs> I just, I can't help it. Colin, death is on my mind because I'm sick, and I have been dying all week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cough. Please you know kill what? me. We're getting off of this podcast because I'm going to shove a bag full of Ricola down his throat. You're not even going to take it out of the bag first, are you? <laughs> this this show brought to you by Ricola. <laughs> Ricola, please shove please, it down your throat. Please, don't even don't even tear open the bag. Please send us money, Ricola. I'm dying. <laughs> please send us money. I need I'm, to preserve my essence somehow. We're really hungry. Yeah. All right, well that's been fight forever, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, I apologize for being sick this week, but um, eh, I'll get over it, and you will too. Um, <laughs> you don't know what you like. You liked this. Uh, I don't know what I like. We like the show. If you like the show, that's cool. Uh, if you don't, please like, comment, and subscribe. Share with a friend, maybe. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud at Fight Forever Pod. Um. We're on iTunes. I'll get up to putting this on Google Play eventually. Uh, also YouTube, probably. And Instagram, maybe. I don't know. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That'd be nice. I don't know. I do social media for a living, so I just I get tired of it sometimes. I don't feel like doing this all again. Oh. My entire life is Facebook, Colin. Good. More uh, Facebook. Uh, I've got an idea. Facebook wrestler. Ah, uh, He'll be... Mark Zuckerberg? Wait. Can they be a tag team of emojis? It's Eggplant versus Peach. How very lewd of you. I know. Oh, saucy over here. It's a lie. It's a Facebook live sex celebration. <laughs> uh, that's right. Brought it home. Um, uh, the music... Uh, the intertitle music that you've heard all this episode is Mo Goodly. You can find him on SoundCloud at Mo Goodly. He's a handsome boy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that one's for you. And uh, that music swelling up under the sound of my voice right now is Redwire. Uh, I think I have nothing else to add, Colin. Free me from this prison. Hey.
Andy is the 